Hello everyone. So you're wondering how organized crime was for me in terms of how it impacted me. I'll tell you. Every person that I interacted with, whether it was a total stranger or a personal relationship or professional relationship, just any any and everybody that was crossing my path, I was afraid of everyone's being around me because I worried about all each and every person's safety the ones that crossed my path and the ones in the world, the rest of the world, because in the organized crime world, holding grudges, unforgiveness, bitterness, ferocity, hostility, animosity, revenge, getting even, I get you before you get me, I'm gonna get you more than you got me. I will kill more people close to you than the people you kill close to me. I beat you more than you beat me. I rob you more than you beat me. I stab you more than you stab me. I shoot you and set you on fire when you shoot me set me on fire and Holding on to vendettas are all normal in the organized crime world. And because all those things are normal in that world, I never told a soul until I published my book in July 2022 on Amazon. And the reason why that happened is because there were also rumors of people just disappearing and and people just not being with us on earth anymore it was uh disheartening because their lives were considered disdainful by many others who were considered their street enemies. I remember being in that world and I honestly, theologically believed that God would keep my secret for me and work it out with me Amongst ourselves, I felt like it was a private, settled matter between myself and God. And I knew that I would be blessed with a chosen family. I did not want them to know what happened to me. I didn't tell anybody what happened to me. And me not telling Grandma Claire hurt the most. I just kept quiet because when you tell 
people about organized crime and some organized crime type of worlds, you and anybody interacting with you, whether you're close to them or not, whether you have a personal relationship with them or not, whether you know them or they're a total stranger, you and them may end up dead, beaten, robbed, shot, stabbed, set on fire, and killed, and bodily mutilated. Your corpse may be found in a dumpster, in the bottom of a river, and slumped over in pounds of blood in an alley somewhere. And those things, in fact, did happen. I witnessed those things happening as a child. And I did not want that to happen to anybody in my family. That was my chosen family. I didn't want that to happen to anybody that was in my biological family. I didn't want that to happen to anybody that um, that I went to school with, went to church with, was neighbors, you know, trained professionals and trained experts I would see as their client from time to time. I didn't want them to disappear. I didn't want them to be held for ransom. Um, that world was... For me, a world where I just, um, felt like I had to let go of all those fears. And the way I did it was, I talked to my best friend uh, from, from college, and uh, she helped me to understand that in writing the book because I was afraid to publish it at the time that I had to um, remember to not live in fear to do it for us survivors and it's their turn to live in fear it's my turn to live in courage it's their turn to walk around, to live life paranoid. It's my turn to live life with self-security. And the organized crime world that I can tell you, that world is not a friendly world at all. Because you have to be mindful of paranoia-wise of nonverbal body language as well as your speech. For example, examples, if you use the wrong tone of voice, wrong choice of words, wrong gestures, um, wrong volume of voice, 
You look at somebody wrong, you mean mug somebody, you glare at somebody, you stare at somebody. If you do all these things the very first time, you may be instantly killed with deadly weapons and or just with bare hands and and and, and feet. So when you talk to it's like I've seen this happen. This happened to me. I was never a killer. But I remember sometimes when I see people interact with killers. It was walking on eggshells, being overly nice, overly respectful, trying their best not to show fear. Because some criminals, if you show them fear, they think you're a threat and they may kill you on the spot or wait for some time and then kill you. Or may have other killers kill you. Or they may kill you together. And these people were overly deferential to the killers. Um, Because if that's why, because they felt like I have to come off confident and cool and relaxed. But I also have to be overly mannerful. And I can't show the fact that I'm being polite out of fearfulness. And that's a, and that happened to me because again I was never a killer. But because there were killers so-called, in quotations, bodyguarding me, they felt like, well, he must either have a role in the killings or he may be one of the killers. I never had a role in anybody's murder. I never killed anybody. I can also honestly say that in that world, when they interacted with me, there was fear there, but I also reassured them that nothing, I would never cause anything bad to happen to them. So sometimes when I would talk to street people as a child, I would have to tell them that I'm not going to put a hit out on you. I'm not going to have you beaten. I'm not going to have you robbed. I'm not going to have you killed. I'm not going to have you set on fire. I'm not going to have your body mutilated. Um, I'm not going to have you drown. And I'm not going to have you kidnapped and held for ransom because remember these were all the powers in quotations that the organized crime world gave me in terms of in quotations clout um 
There are people who have never heard that word, so they want to know what that means so they can more understand what I'm saying. The word cloud means pull, influence. I think um, a better definition is cloud could mean being a public figure, having influence, and having power. And cloud means you're seen as stylish, wealthy, cool, popular, famous. Influencing popular culture. And that you engage in street politics. That's what, um... Clout means... That's what all clout means. And so I was seeing all those ways in that world. So what I would do is... I would help people to talk to me normally and not worry about how they would impact me. And they were still respectful, still nice according to how the streets would define it, meaning they weren't outwardly trying, they were not outwardly trying to intimidate me. Um, and when being in that world, to be honest, was personally nerve-wracking for me because even if I didn't think they were disrespecting me some of the people ended up being beaten, robbed, and killed but not by me I didn't order that I didn't situate that. At the time, when I was talking with these people, they were not saying or doing anything that would make me think that they're trying to screw me over, or as the streets would say, fuck me over. And at the time, I didn't know that they were Pretending the whole time. And why did they get beaten, robbed, and killed? Because they, the killers overheard them talking about how good they are at fooling me and punking me. And they were chastising my intelligence and chastising... my personality and clowning my voice and you know clowning my wardrobe and clowning the people around me clowning the killers the killers are the ones around me
And they were saying these things behind my back to another person. And so what the killers did was... These were the bodyguards that I was telling you about in quotations. They drove up on the... They walked up on that, those, those dudes. They were out and about just walking and talking. And the killers were nearby, and the killers heard what they said. Heard everything they said. And... They walked up to those guys... And fired quick, quick kill shots that ended up killing those guys. And last I heard of those guys was that they were buried in a tombstone. Another time, I was talking to people in the streets, and they came off as pleasant people. A little bit of women, but mostly men. So what occurred was that um, they were walking. And the killers overheard those people who acted nice to me. They also said similar things that those two guys said. So the killers this time chose to do a drive-by. And that's how they ended up dead. And their bodies were were laid out scattered so the ants and the birds can have their meals, their human meals. Another time was they're always asking me for money these guys were in the drug lords and crime bosses knew that I only spent money on women. If you're not a woman, I'm not spending money on you. And the crime bosses appreciated that. However, they mystified appreciation. And um, they were using my chivalry against me for their frivolous and revolting methods of quote-unquote criminalized operations. So because these people, these dudes were always asking me for money and they said it in very pushy, 
S H Y Forceful personality. And bullying kind of ways. The killers. Um, were jumped and they were shot dead. Jump means a group of people beating up one person. And then I remember And so they um, were beaten, robbed, and killed because they were snickering under their breath, saying hateful things about me and how I looked me protecting women they were they felt like that was unmanly and so what the killers did was um unbeknownst to me at the time they found them and then slaughtered them It was group murder, group of killers shooting at them, and that's how they died. So there were times where I didn't feel like I was being disrespected, but those times they killed. And um, other times... I wasn't being disrespected and they didn't snicker or treat me badly, but the killers were beefing with those people. Those people were beefing with the killers and that's how the killers killed them. And other times they were openly disrespectful to me and got killed by the killers. And majority of the time when people talk to me, um, nothing happened to them. They were allowed to live because they posed as no threats. Beefing means feuding for those that don't know. So in that world, um, I often had to tell street women that Their, the, the, the people in their family and their friends and co-workers, nothing bad would happen to them. And they felt tremendous relief and so did I. Because 
they would ask me if I could let their people live and I would. And sometimes I was the first to tell them, sometimes they were the first to ask me. Sometimes I was first to tell them that nothing bad would happen to the people in their lives. And other times, a set of different ones would um, be the first to ask me to spare the lives of those in their lives. In their lives. And uh, from what I remember about that world, It was a world where You are paranoid all the time and were never allowed to show it. And if you did, you were nearing death or you or you experienced death. And I can also tell you that um, that there are criminals who keep money in their offshore bank accounts. There are criminals who you walk by and don't even know they're a criminal. That's making millions of dollars. You may be sitting next to a multi-millionaire drug lord on a train or a bus or a taxi or a ride-sharing service. Because most of them blend in with everybody. It's like the badge man who allegedly killed JFK, the president, John F. Kennedy. Um... You have criminals who do wear disguises. They may dress as clowns. They may dress as restaurant workers. You know, like waitresses and waiters and bartenders. They may dress as military people, police people. They may dress as... As garbage workers, they may dress as bouncers at nightclubs. They may dress as construction workers. They may dress as teachers. They wear all kinds of disguises that are their regular costumes um, 
what I can tell you. And I can tell you this. I saw a lot of smuggling. According to Wikipedia, smuggling is the illegal transportation of objects, substances, information, or people, such as out of a house or buildings into a prison or across international border in violation of applicable laws or the regulations. I witnessed all of those things. More broadly, social scientists define smuggling as the purposeful movement across a border in contravention to the relevant legal frameworks. Sadly, those are accurate definitions of what I witnessed. There are various motivations to smuggle. These include the participation in illegal trade, such as in the drug trade, illegal weapons trade, prostitution, human trafficking, kidnapping, exotic wildlife trade, art theft, blood diamonds, heist, chop shops, illegal immigration, or illegal immigration, IMI, and tax evasion, import restrictions, export restrictions, providing contraband to prison inmates, or the theft of the items being smuggled. I witnessed all of these things growing up. Smuggling is a common theme in literature from Visits Opera, Opera Carmen to the James Bond spy books and later films, Diamonds Are Forever and Goldfinger. Smuggling is much more common than society cares to admit. Etymology, the word smuggle from Low German smuggle in or Dutch smuggling equals to transport goods illegally, apparently a a frequentative formation of a word meaning to sneak, most likely entered the English language during the 1600s to 1700s. This is painful for me to read to you. Smuggling has a long and controversial history. Um... I'll I'll get to the point. Types of smuggling. Goods. Much smuggling occurs when enterprising merchants attempt to supply demand for a good or service that is illegal or heavily taxed. I've witnessed all these things. As a result, illegal drug trafficking and the smuggling of weapons, legal arms trade, as well as historical staples of smuggling, alcohol, rum running and tobacco are widespread. I witnessed all those things. As the smuggler faces significant risk of civil and criminal penalties if caught with contraband, smugglers are able to impose a significant price premium on smuggled goods. I witnessed all those things. The profits involved in smuggling goods appear to be extensive. The iron law prohibition dictates that greater Enforcement results in more potent alcohol and drugs being smuggled. I witnessed all these things. 
Profits also derive from avoiding taxes or levies on imported goods. For example, a smuggler might purchase a large quantity of cigarettes in a place with low taxes and smuggle them into a place with higher taxes. I witnessed all those things where they could be sold at a far higher margin than would otherwise be possible. It has been reported that smuggling one truckload of cigarettes in the United States could lead to a profit of $2 million. I witnessed those, all those things. People smuggling. With regard to people smuggling, a distinction can be made between people smuggling as a service to those wanting to illegally migrate and the involuntary trafficking of people. I witnessed all those things. An estimated 90% of people who illegally cross the border between Mexico and the United States are believed to have paid a smuggler to lead them across. That's very common in the organized crime world I was in. People smuggling can be used to rescue a person from oppressive circumstances. Um, I saw that too. For example, when the southern United States allowed slavery, many slaves moved north via the underground world. Similarly, during the Holocaust, Jewish people were smuggled out of Germany by people such as Algolf Niska. I would say that um, the pe- some of the people smuggling I saw was, for example, smuggling black people away from the racists who were right, who are white, but not every white person is a racist. I get that. And... I saw smuggling children from adult supremacists in adult bodies. I saw um, women being smuggled away from misogynistic men and female misogynists. I saw the smuggling of LGBTQ plus people from the heteronormative folk. This is what I saw in organized crime. Human trafficking. Trafficking of human beings, sometimes called human trafficking, in the cases of sex or in the case of sexual services, sex trafficking is not the same as people smuggling. Um, I saw these things. A smuggler will facilitate illegal entry into a country for a fee, and on arrival at their destination, the smuggled person is free. The trafficking victim is coerced in some way. These were my real life experiences. Victims do not agree to be trafficked. They are tricked, lured by false promises, or forced into it. Traffickers use coercive tactics, including deception, fraud, intimidation, isolation, physical threats, and use of force, debt bondage, or even force feeding drugs to control their victims. I witnessed all those things. While the majority of victims are women and sometimes children, other victims include men, women, and children forced or conned into manual or cheap labor. These were all my real-life experiences. Due to the illegal nature of trafficking, the exact extent it is unknown. It's that shitty. It's that fucked up. Damn. A U.S. government report published in 2003 estimates that 800,000 people worldwide are trafficked across borders each year. 
What the hell? This all pisses me off. This figure does not include those who are trafficked internally. Mm, mm, mm. My real life experiences. Then it says child trafficking. According to a study by Alternatives to Combat Child Labor Through Education and Sustainable Services in the Middle East and North African region, Access Mena, 30% of school children living in border villages of Yemen have been smuggled into Saudi Arabia. In organized crime, I would hear those type of stories and new people who've been through that. Child trafficking is commonly referenced as, quote-unquote, transport, as transporting. That is what happened to me. Smuggled children, like myself when I was five years old, were in danger of being sexually abused which happened to me, or even killed. That didn't happen to me, but it happened to people who I knew happened to, and there were other kids who were sexually abused. There was also adult trafficking. Smuggled adults are, were in danger of being sexually abused and even killed, too. And adult trafficking is called transporting, too. Um, poverty is one of the reasons behind child trafficking. Some children are smuggled with their parents' consent via transporter. That is some pure evil ass shit. Any adult that co-signs that is a... Sorry ass piece of shit and a heartless ass motherfucker. Then it says and I knew parents who did this shit. Then it says as many as 50% of those smuggled are children. I was a smuggled child myself as I repeatedly say. And the Philippines in the Philippines, between 60,000 and 100,000 children are trafficked to work in the sex industry. I was one of the kids trafficked to work in the sex industry. I was a victim of child trafficking, and I was a victim of human trafficking, and I was also a victim of people smuggling, too. Um... Human trafficking and migration. Each year, hundreds of thousands of migrants are moved illegally by highly organized international smuggling and trafficking groups, often in dangerous or inhumane conditions. I witnessed such things. This phenomenon has been growing in recent years as people of low-income countries are aspiring to enter developed countries in search of jobs. I witnessed these things. Migrant smuggling human trafficking are two separate offenses and differ in a few central respects. While smuggling refers to facilitating the illegal entry of a person into a state, trafficking includes an element of exploitation. Well, to me, they're both exploitation formats.
The trafficker retains control over the migrant through force, fraud, or coercion, typically in the sex industry, through forced labor, through other practices similar to slavery. I witnessed all these things. Trafficking violates the idea of basic human rights. That is true. The overwhelming majority of those trafficked are women and children, me being one of them. These victims are commodities in multi-billion dollar global industry, including myself. Criminal organizations are choosing to traffic human beings like my five-year-old self because unlike other commodities, people can be used repeatedly because trafficking requires little in terms of capital investment. I was directly victimized by all these such things. Smuggling is also reaping huge financial dividends to criminal groups who charge migrants massive fees for their services. I saw all these things. Intelligence reports have noted that drug traffickers and other criminal organizations are switching to human cargo to obtain greater profit with less risk. That used to be me. It is acknowledged that the smuggling of people is a growing global phenomenon. I saw it all. It is a transnational crime. Indeed, it is. Currently, economic instability appears to be the main reason for illegal migration movement throughout the world. Facts. Nevertheless, many of the willing migrants undertake the hazardous travel to their destination country, with criminal syndicates specializing in people smuggling. These syndicates arrange everything for the migrants but at a high price. I'm just reading to you what I personally directly saw. Very often, the traveling conditions are inhumane. The migrants are overcrowded in trucks or boats, and fatal accidents occur frequently. I saw all these things. After their arrival in destination country, their legal status puts them at the mercy of their smugglers, which often force the migrants to work for years in the legal labor market to pay off the debts incurred as a result of their transportation. I witnessed all those things. Then, I witnessed wildlife smuggling. Wildlife smuggling results from the demand for exotic species and the lucrative nature of the trade. This CITES, Conventional International Trade in Endangered Species of Wild Fauna and Flora, regulates the movement of endangered wildlife across political borders. I saw all those things. Methods. In smuggling, concealment can involve concealing the smuggled goods on a person's clothing, luggage, or inside a body cavity. That's what I saw. Some smugglers hide the whole transportation vehicle or ship used to bring the items into an area, avoiding border checks such as by small ships, private airplanes, through overland smuggling routes, smuggling tunnels, and even small submersibles. I witnessed it all. This also applies for legally passing a border oneself for illegal immigration or illegal immigration. In many parts of the world, particularly the Gulf of Mexico, the smuggling vessel of choices to go fast boat. I was privy to all these things in organized crime, by the way. Submitting to border checks with the goods or people hidden in a vehicle or between other merchandise or the goods hidden in luggage 
in or under clothes inside the body, see body cavities, search, balloon swallowing, meal, etc. Many smugglers fly on regularly scheduled airlines. A large number of suspected smugglers are caught each year by customs worldwide. Goods and people are also smuggled across seas hidden in containers and overland hidden in cars, trucks, and trains. These are all the things I was forced to see. A related topic is illegally passing a bar to oneself as a stowaway, which I heard about growing up. The high level of duty levied on alcohol and tobacco in Britain has led to large-scale smuggling from France to the UK through the Channel Tunnel. This world is this organized crime world is not a joke and it's not a game. It's not a toy. The combination of acknowledged corruption at the border and high import tariffs had led smugglers in the 1970s, 1980s to fly electronic equipment such an electronic equipment such as stereos and televisions and cargo planes from one country to clandestine landing strips in another, thereby circumventing encounters at the frontier between countries. Criminals abusing brain power. I know. Um, this this I was privy to all this in that world. For illegally passing a border oneself, another method is with a false passport, completely fake or legally changed, or the passport of a lookalike. Um, this is these are these are what I saw. At border checkpoints, especially for shipping cargo, border agents must inspect cargo for smuggled illegal goods. However, because of what is called gridlock, a maximum of 5% inspections per cargo holds worldwide. Since it can take a proper and complete inspection for four to six hours, major global trade routes such as Singapore offer great opportunity for smugglers and traders alike. As the leading Cape Town custom, offic- custom officials argues, if a shipping port stops and inspects every ship, it would cause a total shipping gridlock, which is trade gridlock. All those things motherfucking happen, which is also economic gridlock. Now you're learning more about what I knew as a five-year-old. By under-declaring and misrepresenting, even the most surprising goods is common practice when smuggling. When what popular culture doesn't communicate is that illegal drugs and arms are not the bane of customs officers and the ultimate threat to their economy. In reality, the most commonly smuggled items are everyday items one believes to be common and thus causes higher losses in tax revenue. I survived all this. Mm. An anonymous shipping agent said that smuggling becomes second nature to business people taking finished products and misrepresenting them to offer the cheapest possible rate, R-A-T-E. What the majority of people do not realize is that the media and popular culture focus on criminal organizations as primary smugglers, but in reality, legitimate businesses are the biggest offenders. By incorporating their label on merchandise or products, it leaves bias towards their goods as the popular media portrays them as reliable. Smuggling, however, is produced through the very culture of the shipping industry and is affected by institutionalized tariffs and taxes around the world. 
Again, I survived all this. The existence of the multi-consignment contraband MCC smuggling method, smuggling two or more different types of contraband, such as drugs and illegal immigrants or drugs and guns at the same time, was verified following the completion of a study that found 16 documented cases of smugglers transporting more than one type of contraband in the same shipment. MCC shipments were frequently associated with phase two and phase three smuggling organizations. These are all the things that I saw. Use of animals. In addition to human couriers, smugglers have been known to transport illicit goods with the use of trained animals. One advantage to smugglers using animals that unlike human couriers, who might turn state's evidence if caught, an animal courier, if caught with any contraband to them, would be unable to provide any verbal information to the authorities. I saw that happens. I saw these things happen sometimes. Dogs. One way that smugglers have used animals to transport contraband at times is through the use of dogs. Often smugglers have been known to strap drugs onto the backs of canine and then use such dogs as pack animals to transport the contraband across further distances in slash or across borders. I saw those things happen sometimes. Cats. Another way smugglers have used to transport contraband on multiple occasions is cats. Usually the cats are used to sneak drugs into prisons where prison gangs can then sell the drugs to other inmates. Often a smuggler from the outside will attach small amounts of drugs to a cat. Then the cat will either be lured inside the prison by inmates with cat treats or the cat might be trained to enter the prison. In addition to drugs, cats have also been used to smuggle other kinds of contraband into prison, such as cell phones, tools, batteries, and phone chargers. The reason why cats can make good drug couriers is due to the fact that felines are naturally stealthy animals and because the prison guards are often less likely to suspect that contraband might be on a cat. I saw those things sometimes. Birds. Additionally, smugglers have been used homing pigeons to transport contraband by air at times. Carrier pigeons have been used to smuggle drugs into prisons and across borders. Additionally, homing pigeons have also been used to transport cell phones and SIM cards into prisons. The reason why pigeons have been useful for smugglers is that they can fly for long distances and because the birds are usually unlikely to arouse much suspicion from authorities due to the fact that pigeons are such widespread and commonly witnessed birds in both rural and urban areas. I witness all these things sometimes. Livestock. Smugglers have been also known to transport contraband with the use of livestock. One such example is the use of horses, donkeys, mules, and ponies. The traffickers often strap illicit goods to the pack horses' pack saddle so that the animal can carry more loads of contraband across further and slash or more rugged terrain than a human courier. In addition to pack horses, smugglers have also been known to transport contraband with the use of horse-drawn vehicles. 
Additionally, there are also livestock that smugglers have used as living body couriers. In such instances, the animals are either made to swallow the drugs, the drugs are surgically implanted inside the animals before they are herded to another destination at a later date when the animals are slaughtered for their meat. The drugs are then removed and given to associates. One such example is the use of cattle. Cattle has been used as body couriers to transport contraband in multiple ways, often by inserting the drugs into the cattle to be removed at a later time after slaughter. Another animal that traffickers have used as body couriers are goats, which they remove, remove drugs from after slaughter. Additionally, another animal that has been used by smugglers to transport contraband are sheep. Oftentimes, the traffickers either attach the drugs to the sheep's wool or they insert the drugs inside the sheep to be removed at a later date after slaughter. What type of livestock and slash or pack animals organized criminals use to, contra to, use to carry contraband often depends on availability and region. For example, in parts of South America, traffickers have used llamas as pack animals to transport drugs across rugged terrain and slash or across borders. In certain parts of Asia, elephants have been used as pack animals to carry large amounts of drugs across wilderness areas and slash or across borders. In Middle Eastern countries, smugglers have also been known to use camels as pack animals to transport drugs across further distances and slash or across borders. Now you're learning more about my experiences as a five-year-old. I would say that um, I witnessed rum running. Rum running or bootlegging is the legal businesses of smuggling alcoholic beverages where such transportation is forbidden by law. Smuggling usually takes place to circumvent taxation or prohibition laws within a particular jurisdiction. The term rum running is more commonly applied to smuggling over water. Bootlegging is applied to smuggling over land. So I saw that happen sometimes too. I saw the illegal cigarette trade. The illegal cigarette trade is defined as the production, import, export, purchase, sale, or possession of tobacco goods which failed to comply with legislation FATF 2012. Illicit cigarette trade activities falls under three categories. One, contraband cigarettes smuggled from abroad without domestic duty paid. Two, counterfeit cigarettes manufactured without authorization of the rightful owners with 
intent to deceive consumers and to avoid paying duty. Three illicit whites. Brands manufactured legitimately in one country, but smuggled and sold another without duties being paid. Um, cigarette smuggling, also informally referred to as butt-legging, is illicit transportation of cigarettes or cigars from an administrative division with low taxation to a division with high taxation for sale and consumption. The practice commonly used by the tobacco industry, organized crime syndicates and rebel groups is a form of tax evasion. Interstate 95, a high transversing the East Coast of the United States, can be com- came to be known informally as New Tobacco Road. When it became a favorite cigarette smuggling route, illicit cigarette trade is usually a crime. So these are the things I saw too. I also saw carding, which is a fraud. Um, Carding is a term describing the trafficking unauthorized use of credit cards. The stolen credit cards or credit card numbers are then used to buy prepaid gift cards to cover up the tracks. Activities also encompass exploitation of personal data and money laundering techniques. Modern carding sites have been described as full-service commercial entities. I saw arms trafficking. Arms trafficking or gun running is the illicit trade of contraband small arms, explosives, and ammunition, which constitutes part of a broad range of illegal activities often associated with transnational criminal organizations. Legal trade of small arms or like other organized crime commodities is more closely associated with exercising power in communities instead of achieving economic gain. Scholars estimate illegal arms transactions amount to over $1 billion in America annually. And then the last thing I saw was um, counterfeiting. To counterfeit means to initiate something authentic with the intent to steal, destroy, or replace the original for use in illegal transactions, or otherwise to deceive individuals into believing that the fake is of equal or greater value than the real thing. Counterfeit products are fakes or unauthorized replicas of the real product. Counterfeit products are often produced with the intent to take advantage of the superior value of the the imitated product. The word counterfeit frequently describes both the forgeries of currency and documents as well as the imitations of items such as clothing, handbags, shoes, pharmaceuticals, automobile parts, unapproved aircraft parts which have caused many accidents, watches, electronics, electronic parts, software, works of, works of arts, toys, and movies. Counterfeit products tend to have fake company logos and brands which results in patent or trademark infringement in the case of goods. They also have a reputation for being lower quality, sometimes not working at all, and sometimes containing toxic substances such as lead. This has resulted in the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people due to automobile and aviation accidents, poisoning or ceasing to take essential compounds. Example, in the case a person takes non-working medicine, the counterfeiting of money, mostly paper money, is usually attacked aggressively by governments worldwide. So yes, I witnessed all these things growing up. I witnessed the forgery. 
Um, I witnessed, so y'all can understand, I witnessed um, counterfeit goods. I witnessed counterfeit goods and counterfeit consumer goods. The spread of counterfeit goods, including consumer goods, commonly called knockoffs or ripoffs in parts within the manufacturing supply chain has become global recent years and the range of goods subject to infringement has increased significantly. Apparel and accessories accounted for over 50% of the counterfeit goods seized by U.S. Customs and Border Control, according to the study of Counterfeiting Intelligence Bureau CIB of the International Chamber of Commerce, ICC. Counterfeit goods make up 5 to 7% of the world trade. However, these figures cannot be substantiated due to the secretive nature of the industry. I witnessed all those things. Then I witnessed counterfeiting of documents. Forgery is the process of making or adapting documents with the intention to deceive. It is a form of fraud and is often a key technique in the execution of identity theft. Uttering and publishing is a term in the United States law for the forgery of non-official documents, such as a tr- tr- such as the trucking company's time and weight logs. Question document examination is a scientific process for investigating many aspects of various documents. It is often used to examine the provenance and verity of a suspected forgery. Security printing is a printing industry specialty focused on creating legal documents which are difficult to forge. These are things I saw. Very last thing I saw was forgery of money or government bonds. Counterfeit money is currency that is produced without the legal sanction of the state or government that is against the law of all countries. The United States Secret Service, mostly known for its guarding of officials' tasks, was initially organized primarily to combat the counterfeiting of U.S. dollars in the wake of the American Civil War. Both sides had printed counterfeit notes in attempts to destabilize the economy are are an example of economic warfare. Counterfeit government bonds are public debt instruments that are produced without legal sanction with the intention of cashing them in for authentic currency, using them as collateral to secure loans or lines, lines of credit through legitimate channels. So... These are all the train wrecks, bus wrecks, truck wrecks, van wrecks, and car wrecks that I was forced to endure in the world of disorganized crime.